into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French. Deal with it. I've been a professional juggler for past 25 years, and in this episode, I want to talk about um, I, I don't know how to simplify it, like how to make it short because I I haven't slept last night and I think it's because of that so it's it's a challenge for me to pinpoint and like simply tell this because it's not simple it's a very complex uh reality issue however you want to call it it's not an issue I mean yeah it is an issue it's about perception and understanding who you are from my perspective understanding who I am and the perception I grew up with of myself if it makes any sense and the perception that I have of myself today and how complex it is to reconcile those because both parts of me the younger part of me and the older part of me now I, I like both of them and I understand both of them and I there's things that I want to keep and things that I want to throw away that that's why there's a new version of me because I I recognize that there's things that needs to be changed and evolve from but I'm having a hard time reconciling the whole thing. So I just want to talk about it because I don't think I'm alone in that place. And I hope that everyone is going through maybe not similar because I hope we're not the same person, but at least some sort of like parallel path of growing up and kind of like discovering who you are, maybe getting closer to your truth, to who you are as a human being. So for me, it's really tied up with juggling and being a performer because, because that's what I've been doing my whole life and that's pretty much the only thing I know how to do so I, I kind of like, um, how do you say that? Like I, I, 
console myself by telling myself that I, I'm pretty good at it, that I'm actually really good at it. But in a way, when I think about it, it's like, well, this is the only thing I know how to do. So I'm not sure like being really good at it is is a good way to look at it. You know, it's like maybe I can learn other stuff. Maybe I could become a little better at more stuff. And for a long time, I was like, well, being really good at that trickles on other things in life. Maybe. But I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure anymore. Being really good at one thing means being really good at one thing, period. Not sure it means like, oh, now that I'm expert in that, then I can just like translate this expertise to other things. It's like, hmm, no. Being a really good performer helps you being a really good performer. It doesn't really help you being a good husband, being a good citizen, actually make you a shitty citizen because so that's where I'm tying it back up to like where I started and so I started my life and I was I was definitely privileged definitely privileged like I, I didn't see it that way when I was growing up because I mean who does really like it would take quite a lot of self-awareness as a kid to know that you're privileged I guess maybe some people do maybe it's easier to know that you're in a shitty situation that you're like you're not privileged and that you're growing up in a very shitty situation and even so it seems to me like kids just take what they have in front of them because that's what they know and that's the only thing they know and until you know otherwise you don't really know that oh there's other options out there or at least like other ways to live or other chances that that's why i really the one thing i recommend people to open their mind is travel just travel no matter where fucking travel get out of your bubble and comfort zone and put yourself out there and and if you can go to the extreme go to the crazy countries where they don't understand a word you're saying and they function completely differently that is completely going to put all of your belief system upside down and everything you took for granted well you can't take it for granted anymore and i i feel like that that's really the best way to grow but what i was saying about being a kid is that i was definitely privileged growing up downtown paris first of all like downtown paris it's like you know growing up in manhattan it's like it's expensive you you can't live there if you're not making good living although it was in the 80s so it was not as crazy as today but still the only reason why is because my father 
worked his ass off as a musician was really good and really successful and got the deal of the century being able to buy an apartment from someone that just needed to get out of here like fast and he got it he was basically in the right place in the right moment and borrowed a shit ton of money and worked his ass off to to afford even though he was able to get it for like you know like much less money that it's worth he still put his skin on the line i don't know if you say that in english it just sounds weird and like to the point so we were lucky but nonetheless even though we were not rich and we were not you know like being able to throw money out the window i was still privileged in the sense that i was living a privileged life i was living downtown paris i didn't need like i was not needing anything growing up we always had food we were traveling the world not really once again very lucky because my father was tra- like working and and performing and taking us with him on tour like during the summer during holidays and so it, i just took that for granted i was like oh we're going in australia this um you know this 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 summer like for six weeks and we're going to tour through australia and come back and then the year after we're going to go to canada and then two years later we're going to go back to australia and and revisit and this time we're going to go to hawaii and all of that was like totally granted for me as a kid it was just what we were doing like just get out there and and travel and have everything you need and and obviously my mom liked me really much uh, a lot and and i got all the love i needed and i don't think i had any really like problems you know like fit, like issues everything was in my head or kind of like you know like rich people's problem like when you have those existential crises but like you can't have those because you're not in survival when when you're in survival and you need to like provide for yourself you can't you, there's no headspace to to be like creating those problems for yourself basically So that's where I was when I was growing up and that's a beautiful childhood. The the issue with that is is I I mean I th- think it didn't help that my father had to work since he was nine years old and had a really harsh childhood in Middle Eastern in Syria than in Lebanon where he 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 was literally working in a factory at nine years old and uh, lived a really rough time in his childhood it was it was it was um family wise it was amazing a big family and everybody was supportive of everybody but 
he, he just has, had to work in a factory at nine to support his family, to help, like, to participate in helping the family and support the family. I think it created, like, a distortion where he was like, as a father, he was like, I don't want my kids to go through that. But then he creates the opposite where we're not, like, struggling at all. Would, and if you push that far enough, I don't, I'm not even aware of all that. I'm not aware. I'm not struggling. I just, so basically, I take everything for granted. This is the recipe for the perfect asshole. I can tell you that. And, and it's exactly who I was for a very long time. The perfect asshole. Taking everything for granted. So I was lucky enough to be supported by my family uh, my parents when I started performing because my father is a musician it was like well yeah that's it was totally normal for him that I would be an artist too but that means that I was lucky because it kind of worked right off the bat I was able to like make a living like I was mostly performing in the street making some cash then I had cash to spend but then I was never spending cash on like you like things you need to spend cash on because I didn't have a, a rent I was living in a trailer traveling putting my trailer in backyards of friends or circus schools in France and Europe and like I, I was I literally never paid a rent until like th three or four years ago and and I'm like I'm going to turn 40 years old. So it's like I never paid a rent until I was like 36 years old or something. That's fucked up because not paying a rent means not paying utilities, not paying cable, not paying uh, insurance. Like the only thing I was paying was gas to put in the car to go places and food so th that was great because I could live a very frugal and minimal lifestyle but then I never developed the the comprehension that life costs money like I need to pay to, to live to have a place to stay to have a roof over my head to to provide for myself and have a safe place to stay so it was like completely biased and when I had hardship times because those are always there as a performer I feel like there's always like ups and downs and when I was in, in a down I was lucky enough I could turn to my parents and be like hey I'm you know it's rough right now and they would always help me so it's like I never developed the comprehension that I needed to sustain myself and provide for myself like I always thought I'm, I'm gonna be a juggler I'm gonna juggle I'm gonna go around and make some money like that and when I don't my parents or that's when the real problems comes in other people will pay for that and other people were my partner and then my wife uh, my first wife and then my second wife and then it's like so th this pattern I kind of like just was unaware and in that pattern and I projected that pattern onto the 
I mean, the closest people that were there in my life because that's what happens. You know, it was my parents is the closest people when you're a kid and then you grow up and then I I just kept projecting that onto whoever was very important for me at that time. And the, I mean, if you're aware of it and you make an agreement because you're like, okay, I, I have a stable job and I like that stable job. And then your partner is like, I'm going to try something because I'm really passionate about uh, this, whatever it is. And I'm for a while, I'm going to try that. And, you know, like one of one of us is supporting the couple, the relationship while the other is trying. And then maybe that changes, you know, like that goes back and forth. But the problem is that I was not even aware of it. So I was just taking everything for granted. And I think that's the big problem is when you, when we're not aware and it's not even a question of like no you know I was not I was an asshole in the sense that I was doing it but I was not an asshole that I was like aware of it cuz that's not asshole that that's evil right like if you're aware of taking advantage of people and you're just doing it anyway that that's becoming evil but I don't think I was evil I was just an asshole I was just a um unconscious asshole and uh, very much into myself, like very narcissistic. Because I mean, I don't know if you need to be narcissistic to be an artist, but that I don't know. That's what that's what I'm like drawing from. Like I think the narcissism comes also from like just having everything as a kid and not experiencing hardship and just thinking everything was normal, and then having a lot of time and space to just look at my belly button we say that in french like regardez son nombril look at your belly button like as an expression of like you're you're really into yourself and like psychoanalyzing yourself well that's what i'm doing right now so potentially i'm still totally narcissistic because i'm right now dissecting myself but it just helps to like recognize that and i want to link it to the present because in in the present now i can talk about that because i know that there there's a rent to pay there's there's bills to pay like and and i'm responsible as an adult because i i have kids I, i i need to provide for them not just for myself like when i was just by myself living in a trailer going around i mean if there's a problem, I mean, it's not, it's just me, but now I'm married and I'm very happily married and, and I want to contribute to our relationship. I don't want to take my wife for granted anymore or all the work she's doing on everything she's doing for her and like, um, how do you say that? Like, and because she's doing it for her it's also impacting us it's impacting our relationship so i don't want to take that for granted and i'm realizing that i i have no backup like i but the problem is with the thing that i'm doing i can't have a backup because like being a juggler is literally a full-time job i i'm trying to do other things 
to sustain. But the problem is that if I do other things, I can't do, I can't juggle anymore. And I really put that problem like upside down a million times and I flipped it over and I tried many things. I, I, I seriously, trust me, I tried. I tried waking up at 6 a.m. every morning and starting at 8 a.m. and doing my four hours of practice, you know, body training and juggling. So I'm done by noon and then I noon switch, like take a break to eat and then switch to other activities. And then uh, I tried like driving recently, like uh, ride share driving um, and then driving from like four to 10 p.m., then going to bed and then doing it again. But it's like the problem with juggling is that it is extremely demanding and it's not just demanding on the body. It is very physical. When you do that high level four hours a day, it is physical. So it's taxing for the body, but it's also highly taxing for the mind because the mind, the brain is is focusing at such a level to like go through those patterns that I end up being tired mentally. Like not just physically. It's not just that I I practice six six days a week. So obviously my body's tired. I can't ask my body to like do a lot more other than those four hours every day of practice. It's already a lot. So, but the thing is, my mind is tired too. Like when I do that, I I need to fucking chill. Like I can't, I can't focus on like something completely different for another six hours during the day. I mean, it's not that I'm like brain dead. You know, I I can function and do things, but it's like it it's tired. That what I want to say is like it's tiring. So. Because sometimes people think like, oh, it's just a physical thing. So like you're tired physically, but you can sit down and do other things on your computer. It's like, yeah, but at a very high level, no, it it takes a lot of energy, um, both physically and mentally. And then I'm doing this podcast, and then I'm 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 really kicking my ass to do this YouTube channel so I can spread the, the love and, and like just share my knowledge. Uh, I say that because I, I've, I've been trying to put it out there for years now. And, and what happens is that I, I, I'm a perfectionist and I'm um, very into myself as I just said, so I, I always try to have things perfect. So I, I'm going to work on a project for months and then I, f- I nearly get the video. And for some reason, I just don't finish it and I don't put it out there. And I think that's where the link is. And so that's what I want to talk about is that I'm having a hard time conciliating who I was when I became myself, when I became a juggler, I was very narcissistic. I had very high hopes in myself 
and I, I was always seeing myself from a, on a bright light. And in a way, it's amazing because now I saw some video when I started juggling and I, my first, some of my first performances when I was like 17 years old. And the, the, I remember those performances like I was kicking ass and I saw the video <laughs> and I'm so bad. I'm like so into myself pretentious and just bad and in a way it's a blessing that I was not aware of how bad I was because I was able to keep going I was able to pursue my dream and I was just telling myself that I was great and eventually I became great but after like decades of practice but the the crazy thing is that even when I was terrible, I, I thought I was good. And that, like, I, I think a lot of people don't push and give up because they're too honest with themselves. And they actually realize that they're not that good. And I'm not talking about the opposite. Like, some people are literally like uh pessimistics or i don't know how you say that but like they see themselves in a bad light so even though they're actually good they're like oh no that's not that good and then everybody around them is like no no no, no. like this is really good you you need to keep doing that but they they have i don't know i'm not gonna go in like bad psychology magazine style stuff but low self-esteem whatever it is then they're like, oh, it's not that good. And then they drop out. I'm not talking about those people. I'm just talking about people that maybe they're just like in the middle, like just actually honest with themselves. And then they're, they're like, oh, I'm not that good with it. I'm, gonna just, I'm, I'm not going to pursue that. And it's like, well, nobody's really good at anything at first. Like we all have to learn. Like, okay, sometimes some people have like an advantage or like they're gifted for something, but you still have to learn. You still have to go for it. You still have to like put in a lot of work and practice and, and there is a learning curve and you get better. You get better. Like the more you do it, not just the more you do it, like the more you do it consciously and intentionally and, smartly the more you get better so i had i didn't have that problem i did not have that problem i was like so into myself i thought i was a genius and in a way that that's part of what made me become good and who i am today but the problem is that i changed that perspective and i in a way, I changed that perspective really late in life. Only recently I realized, you know what? <laughs> I'm not that special. Like, I'm just, I'm just a guy among, like, other billions of humans. And we're all special. We all are doing things 
And sometimes I'm like, mm, no, we're not. Sometimes my French narcissistic bitching brain comes back and I'm like, nah, nah. A lot of people are stupid and not doing much. Okay, maybe there's a lot of people that are not doing much, but I'm not that much more. You know, it's like this thing of like leveling the playing field. We're all humans around here. We all have a body. We all have a brain. We all have at least the capacities. Most of us, nearly all of us, and even those of us that are impaired and we have limitations, we still have capacities. So much is into the will so much into is into determinations i mean that's where you see public inspirational speakers public speakers and people that are in such overcame such hardship or still are in hardship because physically or otherwise and they're inspiring because they're overcoming their um challenges So I'm not that much more and I'm realizing that shit, I have responsibilities. I have a rent to pay. Fuck, I have I need to buy food. I have to pay all that crap that society invented. Like I need to pay insurance for this, insurance for that, and because maybe and maybe that and maybe this. And I need to pay for this and that and everything fluctuates and things crashes and goes up and there's no guarantee of anything and we're trying to create a false sense of guarantee of you know like i i guess most people have more stable jobs than i do that's for sure but it's just i'm just realizing the situation i'm in and that i created a beautiful life for myself but now that i'm understanding the responsibilities that i have i i can't live that life anymore because basically i'm not behaving like an asshole anymore and i'm not taking advantage of the people that i love closest around me to provide for myself and just take care of everything like if it's normal so i understand that i don't do it anymore but now i'm freaking out I'm freaking out because because I I'm realizing I can't provide for myself not on the level that I need to. So I'm providing for myself just on a survival level and that sucks. That fucking sucks to be in survival. You know what the truth is I I wish I had experienced that earlier in life just to like develop the reflexes and tools and resources that you develop as a kid to like deal with something and then move on and not have to deal with it anymore but at least i have the mechanisms i have the tools i can see that in my wife she's she didn't have the same childhood that i had and she had a much more challenging childhood and had to basically like she never got help basically like or barely ever got help from anyone so she just had to you know provide for herself and it's something normal for her and i 
the, the crazy thing that's happening to me is that I'm realizing it's actually something normal for the fucking entire world. And I'm not the only one, but like, I feel like I thought everybody was just in the same situation that I was. And I thought I was being normal. And I thought I was just a normal, you know, like a responsible citizen part of the society. And I was like, I'm a fucking asshole. I was like a, a teenager, not even a teenager, a preteen, like a 30-year-old preteen going around thinking he's a hotshot. Damn it. So I'm learning a lot, but I, it, it's hard. Like going through that at 40 years old is, I mean, it's, it's never too late and it's better later than never or whatever you say, but it fucking sucks. So I'm having a hard time letting go of my passion and what I do to just get a day job or like a normal job. Cause but because I'm fucking old now and, and I, I just, as I was saying at the beginning, like I'm only good at one thing. And it's that. So it's like I don't I don't even know what else to do. Because everything else seems trivial and so fucking boring to me. Because cause I've done one thing and I know that thing so deeply and so well that everything in comparison is so pale and, and tasteless. Well, taste. I like taste. I, I, I like drinking wine and whiskeys and tasting and talking about it. But basically I need to um, reconciliate, reconcile. Uh, reconciliate is in French, reconcilier. So in, in English you say reconcile. The old me, which is uh, passionate and dedicated and non-stop doing juggling and, and thinking juggling and philosophing juggling and creating juggling and the older self which is like I need to make money I, I need to provide for myself I need, it's not like it's not even the greedy I need to make money like a lot of money I just need to make barely enough money to fucking survive that's the kind of money I'm talking about. So I'm looking at it from that perspective. And I think that's what has been take like, uh, that's what has made me postpone starting online more and like posting online and being active online. Because first of all, I, I don't, it's, it's not natural to me. It's not like, you know, I see like Facebook or, Instagram or Twitter and I'm like oh yeah uh, I, I know how to use that like, I know what to say I know what what I want to share it's like it's it's like a puzzle I look at it and I'm like what the heck is this where do you click what what do you what and, th and then I'm really judgy so I'm like seeing what other people said I'm like what the fuck are you saying why are you saying that who fucking cares about your miserable life so th that's also what I need to tune down and stop judging and looking at other people and simply like 
say what I need to say, what I want to say, and share what I want to say. So, um, so it's not natural to me, but it's a way to share and share with the world, and also create a community, a community of people that appreciate what I do, and that that value what I do, and that might be willing to give money like to 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 participate financially to what I do because basically what I do is free and I want to keep it free that's the crazy thing about it is that I do not want to monetize it I don't want to put my podcast or the videos I'm creating about learning to juggle behind a paywall I it's just not part of the spirit of, of the circus. Like I, I learned circus for free, you know, and I never paid to learn circus. And when I did pay for a short year before I got expelled from the Fratellini Circus School in Paris, I was paying 50 French francs at the time because it was still in, in francs, French francs in France. It was no euro. At the time, I grew. You see how fucking old I am. I, it's like when I grew up, there's no euro. Fifty French francs is the equivalent of like fifteen dollars. I was paying fifteen, not fifty, fifteen dollars a month to be part of the most advanced circus school. I would say on earth at that time with with uh, teachers, old school teachers from the European circus from all over Europe, Italian, French, from everywhere teaching because those guys and girls were like or women, women and women teachers were like seven 60 70 80 years old and they had a, a life of experience and they were teaching us at that school at the time so i was like that was 15 dollars a month and i paid that a few months before i got expelled so other than that i barely ever paid maybe i paid when i went to russia to learn with nadezhda but the same thing i was in russia so i paid what, hundred to hundred dollar a month at the time to have like two hours private with her every day. It was, it was, a, it was, you know, that's how I learned. And I learned mostly by traveling, working in the street and hopping along with circuses that I would meet along the way. And they would welcome me in their big top during the day when there's no show and I could just come in and practice in the big top and other artists would be there and I would look at them and they would give me tips and I would learn like that. I would like people were sharing as long as you're part of the community and you're practicing and they can see that you're doing that all day long because that's what I was doing. I was, I was practicing like eight hours a day. I was just literally training all the fucking time. And they were seeing that I was so eager to learn. So they were willing to, to give. And I, all those amazing 
tips and, and, and help that I received, I never paid for that. So I, I want to kind of like, I don't want to kind of, I want to create the same thing. I want to share. I want to give back. I don't want to have everybody that ha- everybody, you have to pay to learn that. But the problem is that if I don't do that, I don't, I don't eat, you know, and that, that's where I'm really struggling because that doesn't still, it kind of like, it's weird to say that and I'm not proud of that. I'm n- n- kind of ashamed of um, admitting that, but it felt like uh, injustice, like unjust. It feels like, I'm not a, it not, doesn't feel like I'm a victim, but it feels unfair that I would have to pay <laughs> to do that. But it's like, it's because I grew up the way I grew up and I spent so much of my life not not realizing this is this is normal this is what you do this is what everybody does this is this is normal i should have to to pay for those things <laughs> those things being a roof over above my head and and oh uh, food and stuff but and a lot of weird shit like insurance and stuff like that that i'm like well, why do we need this but i guess we do because everybody has it and everybody says we need to have it so so i nearly feel it's unfair that i have to but i'm just realizing well we're all everybody's in the same place like we all have to do that and i have to do that too and it's just how it is so i've been researching and trying to understand how i can do that and i I thought about, you know, if I put some stuff on YouTube and it, it's seen enough times, then I can put some advertisement. The problem is that I despise advertisement. I hate it. It's like, it feels to me, it's, it, it's stealing brain time and feeding people's brain with filth and shit and and things that we don't want to see or don't want to hear. And I hate it when I want to watch a video on YouTube or listen to a podcast and they're vomiting those advertisements and they're forcing me to to hear or see that. I find it a violation of my entity, my being. Once again, I'm very into myself I admit it so I take myself very seriously but at the same time I also spend a lot of time trying to be aware like meditating and creating a beautiful space so like brain space physical space whatever space you want so I can be alert and I can be present and so I can be the best of myself and suddenly this advertisement about sunglass unbreakable sunglasses that i don't give a fuck is like blasting and the problem is that it's not just once it's like over and over like for for three weeks it's going to be the same fucking publicity because probably they did a lot of studies and realized the more you brainwash people the more they're going to fucking buy your fucking product and i hate it i just hate it like it's very it's highly disrespectful to the human 
nature of who we are and I despise it. So I don't want to take part of it. I don't want to do that. I, I, I want to take myself to the same standards <clears throat> that, <clears throat> that I experience. You know, I'm, one thing that I'm not is a hypocrite. That, that's the good thing, I guess. The down thing is that I'm very honest and direct and, and I'm just going to tell you if I like something and I'm going to tell you when I don't like it. And then I'm, I don't really care about what people, you know, are going to say. So that's not that good. But the good thing is that I'm not a hypocrite. I'm, I'm honest. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. So, and I also want to take myself to the same standards. So I don't want to do that. I don't want to pollute people's attention and life with with advertisement. The only thing that I tolerate advertising for is the thing that I actually love and believe in myself. That's why I talk about play juggling, for example, with my friend Davide, that he's, he owns play juggling, he makes the juggling balls, and he changed my life when when he was so generous that I just called him out of nowhere because a friend of mine told me hey you need to try it and my friend the friend that I met knew Davide and they put he put me in touch with him I called Davide and I'm like hey I'm interested in that and the guy sends me juggling balls for free because he just recognized okay this guy is he's good he's you know he has a good he, he's doing some shit and he can juggle a lot of balls and he was he, from his perspective, he was like, I want to have this guy's feedback. He sent me juggling balls for free just so I can use them. I didn't even know if I liked them, but he just wanted to have feedback. Who fucking does that? Who fucking does that? What business is just going to be like, you know what? Just take my product for free and let me know if you get a chance to tell me how you like it or not so I can improve my product. I love it. I love this guy. I, I love this guy to the bones, man. I He's, he's great. And as, same thing. This guy is honest. This guy is, 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 is direct. This guy is... You can trust this guy. So I trust play juggling. I know... I can trust them. They're ethical. They, they're, they're good people. They're good people. So that I'm okay with because I don't even feel it's advertisement. It's just I feel like, hey, you need to use play juggling balls. Like they change my life. Like you're missing on something if you're not using that. It's a, I'm more like I'm, a, I'm preaching. You know, it's, I'm, I'm not advertising. He, he's not paying me anyway. I mean, I guess he's paying me by sending me free juggling balls all the fucking time. That's for sure. So that he, I guess he is paying me, but I never asked for that and he never asked for anything. And we're just, we're just, you know, doing this because, because, because sometimes you just want to do things to help people. I think that's what we're losing too, like in this society. It's like everything is done for a purpose. Everything has an agenda. And that's what I don't like with advertisement. It's like it has an agenda. So no matter how great and creative 
the ad is and funny and entertaining and no matter what, there's an agenda. There's a goal and the goal is for you to click and pay and get money out of you and sometimes get you a great product and sometimes just feed you some shit that you don't need. And right now, if you take a second and you close your eyes and you ask yourself, how much percentage-wise, what's the percentage in my house of stuff that are actually great stuff that I need? And what is the percentage that are actually shit? That stuff that you don't need, that are just there filling up your house, filling up your space, filling up your life for, for no reason. And f- just to suck money out of you. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm, I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm going to leave you at that. But be honest with yourself. So, first, I don't know how you say that. Like, first template, whatever is advertisement. I don't want to do that. Second template is creating a paywall. So, people have to pay to get to my information. I don't want to do that either. It's not the circus spirit it's it's not where i come from it's not how i learn and i don't want to have people to pay you know it's like it, it doesn't feel honest it's like i got to enjoy all that and now i'm going to turn around and put a price on all that so everybody after me has to pay for that information that sucks that sucks we should learn we should share we should help each other i want to help whoever is interested in learning and getting some of the knowledge that I have. Third option, not do anything. And that's what I've been doing, procrastinating. And fourth option, that's what I'm thinking about, is donation. Like telling people, hey, I'm doing that. And I'm putting it out there because I want to share it and I think it's worth being shared and it's good information and you can learn from that. But I'm having a hard time just paying my rent. I'm having a hard time making a living. So if you can, you can fund me to help me just pay my bills. It's not even like I'm not even raising money to buy a brand new camera. Like we're we're in fucking 2020. I have an iPhone. That's it. I'm recording with my iPhone. I bought a microphone a year ago or something to record my podcast. That's it. I have a microphone. I have a computer. I have a phone. I already have everything I need, and all the knowledge is in my head. And I just need to keep writing it down. I need to keep practicing so I can demonstrate it and not just demonstrate it, but keep feeling it in my body because I realize that if I just keep it like purely theoretical, I kind of like lose touch with the reality and the physicality. And it's harder for me to teach it when I'm in that space, when I'm too much in my head. So I need to to keep practicing juggling myself. And also just, I love juggling, so I want to keep practicing it. But I think it's also impacting how I, th- I keep thinking about it and how I teach it. So it's important that I keep practicing four hours a day. It's important that I, 
I keep recording my podcast every week. It's important that I spend time recording the videos. And then the thing that I didn't know is that there's a lot of time in editing the video and recording the, the, the soundtrack and matching, you know, like the soundtrack with the video and then edit and making something like not necessarily like entertaining because the idea is like it's educational. So I'm not here to like be a bozo and showing you inside my, I was about to say, inside my sleep. My sleep is like my underwear. When I say that, it's it's my French brain kicking in. It's it's not about, um, because in America, everybody is like Puritanism, Puritanism, like, oh, I'm talking about underwear, like it's sexual. No, it's not, it has nothing to do about sexual. It has to do with like showing you part of my intimacy and part of like my daily life that nobody gives a fuck about because I don't give a fuck about other people's daily life. I think it's private and I, I'm not at all into how you call it, like um, like reality TV, <laughs> which is like a contradiction in itself. It's TV. It cannot be real. It's not real. Everything is fake, but reality tv and then now i see that i mean i'm, I'm just seeing it now I, I i guess it's been there for years but i'm so bad with like youtube and everything but i'm realizing like there's some sort of like reality tv also on youtube of people like just basically like recording themselves all the time and editing that and putting it online so people can have a sneak peek inside their life okay that's that's weird that's fucking weird like that i'm not into that i'm sorry that's weird i i don't i don't care i don't want to know i don't want to look and i don't understand why people would would do that would like open up and do that but i'm not here to bitch this this is not about that it's just that i don't want to I don't want to go there. That that that's not why I'm want to be on YouTube and on social media. I want to share the knowledge, so it's educational. But I understand that it still need to be well done. I can't take like forty five minutes to to explain like a five minute thing because uh, people are gonna check out. So it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time recording, editing, doing the whole thing, and then I'm I'm writing. I'm writing a lot the technique juggling technique and the thoughts and 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 i want to eventually put all that in a book and publish a book basically doing all that is a full-time job and i'm not even talking about admin you know like well just a fucking admin like we're in a world where there's like papers like and, and actually i'm pretty happy because in america it's much lighter than in france so i'm used to like the french version of like paperwork and administration so it's like i'm very happy here in the u.s it's much easier but still there's a lot of admin so like all of that combined is a full-time job and so the idea is, is is to make it possible to be sustainable while doing that and i think the model that i after weeks and literally years because I found some research I did like two years ago. I found some stuff like that I was writing about 
two years ago about this exact problem. So it's a, it's been brewing for a very long time. But I think I found the right way, like some sort of like patronage where you and anyone who find value in what I do and want to help me keep doing it could pay monthly monthly would be better because then i know i have a monthly recurring income that that supports me so i can keep doing what i do like if it's just a one-time thing is it's it's helpful but it's like a in buit sauvetage it's like a how do you say buit sauvetage safe safe belt like you know on a boat like they have like those things that you throw at people when they're in the ocean a safe safe thing it's like throwing a safe thing at me uh, which is helpful but not sustainable so to sustain that would be like a monthly recurring uh, donation and then if I can get enough people to do that and you know want to help and and support what i do and give uh a few bucks every month then potentially this could totally work this could be enough so i can you know pay my rent and pay my bills and 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 do do that keep doing exactly that Yeah, that, that's it. So it took me years to reconcile the per- perception that I had about myself and how grandiose I was and how I didn't need any help because everything was fine to realizing I am not being responsible. I take everything for granted, everyone for granted. And now I'm crazy overwhelmed by the reality and how actually it means to be responsible. And I I need to create a support system for myself so I can actually be responsible and keep going through life normally. When I say normally, it's like, like everybody else basically. So that might not still not be normal because I'm still weird and doing something unusual. But I I want to abide to the rules of like that. That's what it takes to live. Sometimes I have some anarchist thoughts that comes in and I'm like, why? Fuck all that. Because I like questioning everything. And um, sometimes I'm questioning society and how we built that society for ourselves and that there's a lot of things that don't really make sense for myself so part of me is also like fuck all that let's just go on the road and be a nomad and a drifter and just live the life the way it comes and i think there's a lot of beauty in that and also there's a lot of romanticism in that and it's not as easy and it's it's very appealing when you think about it, but like living that life is different. And I did live that life for a very long time. And 
it, it can be also really hard. So I, th- I guess I'm like reconciling the fact that I want stability and I like the, the idea of having a house and a home because I told you like I didn't really have a home until a few years ago. And I like that. I like having the idea of having a family, stable family in one place and a home and and create a, a routine for myself. But at the same time, I don't want to let go of my passion. And, 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 and I think it would be a waste to just not tap into that knowledge that I have accumulated and that I've formulated in my brain and in my body. And then and now I can help so much people with that maybe i'm being egotistical again and like thinking that i'm a hot shot and that i have more knowledge than i have but every time i meet jugglers that want to grow and need help it seems that i can really help that i have really good advice and that i have really a really good understanding of juggling the technique of juggling and that I can, and I'm also a pretty good teacher. Like I, I understand what the person is missing or needing at that point because it's not the same for everyone and not everybody is at the same place in their learning curve and learning experience or they don't have the same defaults or challenges. And I'm really good at seeing that and at being able to give actually the right advice. Um once again maybe i'm just being egotistical right now but that's what i'm thinking about and i want to do that and and to do that i need help i think that's my cry out for help 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 please so if you find this podcast valuable you can support it in many ways you can do uh, rate you can rate it you can review it you can share it you can buy props on playjuggling.com and use my promo code this podcast is researched engineered produced edited and performed by me your host Cyril Abbott and I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start this donation thing and put a donation link somewhere I'm gonna I don't know where I'm going to do that. Probably on my website. That would be the first place I should start, right? It's like put a donation button on my website so you can go there and donate. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So look on my website, please, and find the donation button and donate. The theme music is composed and performed by Head on Television. Thanks for listening. And remember, failure is an essential part of juggling. But failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. (laughs) 